Is it recording? No. All right, guys, welcome back. Polf, Benny, good to have you again. Thank you, Josh. Let's hope uh, we can get more than 20 words out of the combined between the both of you, and that'd be uh, a ma- massive achievement. To be fair, you went full Jared Waitley on us yesterday and went full serious, and me and what, Benny couldn't come in for any laughs. What, were you, Mark Robinson, just sitting there like a, a stunned mullet? No, we were neither. We're not Mark yeah. Robinson. We're better than that. <laughs> nah, well, we welcome one of Brindisi Business Finest in John McKay. This is the second I time. I tried to get a few words in, and Josh, you just messaged me, telling me to shut up. So I don't really know what to do. Uh, just uh, way to come in across the John McKay intro, but that's okay. Like we said, uh, Brindisi Business favourite, John McKay, welcome. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me back, fellas. Um, you, you, I thought it'd be a lot sooner after the ratings of the first round, but um, pleasure to be back as always. Well, I do have to. I do have to apologise. I'm. Uh, Tucked away in bed already, um, but that's what happens when you're trying to find a quiet room in a house full of uh, other chains. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we we were supposed to get you on with uh, your 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 son, I suppose, Luke Goddard, uh, but ob- yeah. obviously um, with COVID that sort of got in the way. But we will make sure we get you back on for round three with Gods. Now welcoming uh, Matty Mitchell, new to the club this year, twos coach. Uh, so welcome, Matty. Thank you very much, Josh. Good to be um, here. We've Can't got wait. a couple. So. Two teachers in the room and Joel and Matt. Have, uh, we want to understand, is it business up the top and uh, party down the bottom when you're teaching a remote at the moment or what's the scenario there? Can I can I go first here, Matty? All right, that, you go first. That's my calendar and there's not much on it. Um, there's a big zero on the calendar at the moment. It's uh, three or four hour days, very quick classes. Um, I, I love lockdown. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to change schools, I think. Oh really? They've already had enough here. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm doing live lessons every every day, pre-recorded lessons for the kids, and uh, plenty of phone calls to parents to make sure the kids are all well and well and good. And you can see some of the fine work that I've done this week already for the kids behind me. We put it up on the wall, so it's all done. Yeah. What do you teach, Matty? I've got you one. Okay, cool. So you Thank imagine you. having. Oh. That's six, that's six year olds on. That's the difference. Primary to secondary. I'm teaching uh year nine and year seven English and humanities, and it's very, very quick. There's the work. Get off. See you later. Yeah, a bit more independent. Yeah. Have you read a book in your life, Joel? What's that? Sorry? Have you read a book in your life? Uh no, but I'm gonna have to for next term, which will be interesting. Because um, uh, what are you PE trained, Joel? And what's your second yeah, second... I'm, I'm PE, PE in health, but I've been thrown into English and humanities. So <laughs> Learning on the go. Yeah. What's a so what's your what's your day consist of tomorrow, mate? What do you what what period do you start? What period do you finish? Uh, we have and, briefing. And briefing what period? And what period do you put pants on? Briefing eight thirty, which happens in bed. Um, <laughs> we roll in period one. Uh, it's 10, 20 minutes max, um, and then usually done by about twelve forty-five on a Friday, which is yeah. great. Maddie, what time will you be out? What time are you rocking into work tomorrow? And what time do you finish? You... Oh, the you do get to start a little bit later, which is nice. So nine o'clock, I make sure I'm sitting on the computer. I've got my first live lesson that goes for an hour from nine or oh, from ten to eleven, and then have a bit of a break. Um, got to record the pre-recorded lesson for the offline lesson, and then we do a numeracy session from twelve thirty to one thirty, and then. Two nights a week, we've got meetings in the afternoon. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I think we've lost Benny. 
Yeah, we've lost Benny. That's okay. We'll, uh, he'll, he'll get through his technical difficulties. But moving on, so uh, Matt, first off, we'll start with you. We'll sort of just delve into how you came to the footy club. Obviously, there's a relationship there that you can probably elaborate a bit more on when we were a bit str- we were struggling for a coach and all of a sudden you were there. Yeah, it was um, Chrissy Mango. Is it Mango Senior? I don't know. Just Mango. Paul Paul's a junior one. and uh, went all- Yeah, so Mango, um, he actually got into my ear. It was at Christmas. He came and sat next to me at Christmas when, you know, we could have a family gathering together. And um, I was getting married in two days' time and I said, maybe we wait until after the wedding. And he didn't, he didn't wait. He just kept, you know, digging, 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 you know, planting the seed and then, you know, basically on my wedding day, I'm, oh, I reckon that sounds pretty good, mate. I might I might have to have a couple interviews and see how we go. And then um, it didn't take very long for um, AD to give me a call and invite me into the, the rooms. And then, yeah, from there just said, let's do it. Let's go for it. So I was so at Chelsea you- for um, a number of years before that. Yep. And then, um, yeah, obviously this coaching kind of grabbed my attention and, yeah, enjoyed the year. Yes. Now, so did was Chelsea a juniors club? Let's talk a little bit about your journey to, from there. Um, so was it juniors or do you have a couple of mates there? What was your scenario? To no, so I, I was a Roval boy. So I was down the Roval Hawks down there um, all through juniors up until first year of seniors. Um, and then finished school and they were a bit too serious for me. So I actually went down to Old Haleybury for a couple of years. Um, the under-19s there, and then um, went back to Roval and then moved out to Chelsea and went, I'm not driving back to Roval for training. Um, I lived 100 metres away from the club, so I just rocked up. I didn't know anyone in Chelsea. Um, and then, yeah, I was there for the last four years and knew Chris. So my wife's cousin is Chris's girlfriend, um, Jess. Um, and then that's, yeah, the connection with St. Bede's. Fantastic. So um, now, obviously, let's talk about some of the highlights that you've had this year. What, what, what's been your favourite memory about coming across to St. Bede's as a player or coach? Uh, probably as a, as first of all, like to say, his first couple of training sessions. Yep. Um, down at, uh, what, back in Feb. Um, the numbers were unbelievable. The, the group of blokes that, you know, you straight away was able to have the, Decent conversation, connect with a lot of them. Um, you know, I was one of the older older ones running around there, but that was always good fun. And yeah, other memories, probably like my first coaching experience, you know, in round one, we were playing Parkdale and obviously, you know, there's a lot of rumours going around that week. And then um, I probably haven't been that nervous since like, a, you know, playing for a grand final, like that different experience of, you know, I've got to get out there and, um one, no one had seen me play at all. And then two, just a little bit of pressure that, you know, putting blokes in the right position, learning learning everyone's name. Yep. That was a that was a thing. And um, yeah, probably the first the first win that was I think we kept them, you know, scoreless. So that was always a good start to the coaching career. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, Joel, we'll sort of we'll sort of touch on that. Uh, what Matt sort of spoke about how finding positions for some players. How many players do you reckon went up and down between the two uh, after round one, sort of round one to four? How long did it take you guys to find the groove between the best team in the twos and the best team in the threes and balance? 
I don't. It's a tricky one, Josh. You say between rounds one and four, there was a little bit of movement, Maddie. If I remember correctly, there was probably a couple that went up and down. Yeah, um, there wasn't too many. It was some injuries that mainly happened, and then it was. Yeah, so I reckon I reckon as Maddie said, he would have been sussing out those uh those two sports that um were playing early in the reserve side. Um, you know, you don't want to drop too many blokes after one or two weeks, and the boys won um early as well. So, um, it was definitely tricky for a lot of our uh, our really gun thirds players to to push up um until a little bit after rounds four and five that sort of thing. Um, in saying that, there were plenty that have made the jump this year. Um. Some with greater levels of success than others, um, but a, a lot of boys are, are more than capable of making that jump and, and contributing up at up at reserves level, which we've seen this year. Now, Maddie, talking going back to the reserves, we spoke about that round one game against Parkdale. Then we played. Then we went to round two and we uh, we travelled out to Uni Blacks. And at halftime, we we go back, we go down and get changed, and you're down by 15 points and looking pretty good. Like you probably they probably got a real jump on you at the start, and then. Sort of was that the where you guys realise that you're you're actually thereabouts, not that far off it. Yeah, we took a lot of confidence away from it. Um, if I recall, it was um, we had lads get he busted open his eyebrow. I'm pretty sure, so he had to he had to go off, and that really hurt us in the height. You know, they had pretty big big team um, in there. Ruckman was dominating that day as well, so lads was helping out as much as possible with that. And then they just got a, you know, a couple goals in the third quarter, pushed the 15s out to 30. And then, you know, it was either roll the dice, throw the magnets around, lose by a bit more or hang around that 30 mark. Um, but it definitely didn't take anything away from the group after the game. I remember talking about what can we do? Like that's the benchmark. How are we going to, how are we going to get there? And it was really positive conversation and, the good thing was, you know, it's like we had Lockie Wheelie and Gods. They were in, they were in the twos at that stage. Um, I don't think Gods was playing actually. Willie definitely was, and um, no, Gods was playing. That Gods played that day. He did play that day. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, but a lot of these younger players that was, you know, they're obviously striving for senior footy, but they had it that you know, big part in the drive and the future of the club of where we want to go in seniors, reserves, thirds. Um, so it was really good. It was confidence was taken out of that game. Um, yep. Heading into, you know, after a first couple of rounds, you start to see where we are sitting in the ranks of everyone. Um, but it was obviously, you know, want to lose, but it was a good loss and we took a lot of things out of it. Yep. And then uh, to, to back that statement up, round three, win. Round four, win. Round five, lost to Kerry by seven points. Uh, and Still losing sleep. Yeah, I was going to say, you come coming home with a wet sail that day and then round six had a good win against Ajax in round seven, sort of went a little bit. That was probably the uh, – probably would that be the most disappointing game against Fitzroy, at Fitzroy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that one was straight away. That just wasn't our, our our brand. It was a big day for Fitzroy. Um, obviously, what happened in the seniors as well, it was their – I think like, you know, their function night, their big night that they had a big hoo-ha on um, and they definitely came out and – um, again, I think we were with them at halftime and then just after halftime, they just started kicking away. And that that was one that we needed to really, you know, and that was, pro- you know, basically the end of our seasons, basically, because we've only played a couple games in between then. Um, and we just started getting our groove back in those couple games being like, right, if we keep this form going, um, I think we could have been pushing the finals, but, you know, we 
just percentage out basically. So, and yeah, realistically, that game's the one that sort of stops you being in the top four, doesn't it? Yeah, Carey one probably does doesn't help when we kick one goal seven, I think, in the first quarter from memory. Yeah, um, not, you know, that not, not that you've uh, held on to it at all. No, 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 no. And uh, Mango's had plenty of conversations with me, just being like, just let it go, mate. It won't affect us. Let it go, and um, that's, uh, that's that's life. You, you have undersold the boys a little bit. It was two goals seven, um, but. Two goals, seven, was it? Yeah, you so you're all over in that day. Now, uh, Joel, we'll throw back to you for a little bit. Now, obviously, you came on board technically as head coach, what, round four? Uh, no, nah, a bit after. A bit after that? After. Yeah. yeah. So you weren't there when we saw Lockie Palfrey's good mate, Nick Hendricks, uh, do absolute sickenings out at Marcel when he kicked four and was arguably the best player on the ground. No, no, I was out there that day. Um, that was just as as a, uh assistant, but um, I was definitely out there. Um to, to watch Nick or the coat, as we call him, um, he, he did do some sickenings. It was it was embarrassing. Um, he's clearly uh, a lot better, a lot better standard than thirds football, um, Nick. But obviously, uh, sometimes his body and and want to get to training and that sort of thing might let him down a little bit. But um, he, he was fantastic, and there's, there's been plenty of those sort of highlights throughout the year from Nick, but from a few other blokes as well. Yeah, Paul. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nick Hendricks's head didn't fit back in the club room when he uh, when he came back for a beer that night, did it? Uh, no, I do recall him telling me that it'd be two weeks until he plays ones after that game. <laughs> um, but what was it? A slow a slow transition into the twos, and then he chipped like a bone in his knee or something, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I can I can extend on that story. It was um he went he got picked for Old Halebury. So it was after we had our I don't know lockdown four I think it was, and then we um went into the bye, and then he came back. He got picked after that great performance. I think he kicked five for us yeah. in the reserves, and I'm going that's our ticket. Like that's our bounce back after Fitzroy's loss. I'm going here we go. I've got someone who can kick a big bag as well. And then after the game, he's like, oh, my knee's a bit sore. And I'm like, oh, you'll be right, mate. You know, it's just old age. You'll be fine. And then he sends me a message on Tuesday, can't make it. And then by Thursday, he's done his, yeah, done, broken a bone or his meniscus or something like that. And he's done for the year. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, so. He doesn't look like a footballer at all. But he can always sort of bob up and kick your five or six. But... Oh, he's, yeah, played, no. he's played. He's played A grade senior footy. I remember when he first, when you you and him yeah. first came across the club. How, uh, how or he? Sorry, that was your second year. He, his first year, and how when he was in some tip top shape, he played some seriously good footy. But does he look like a footballer, Josh? Are we talking about prime Nick Hendricks or or Nick Hendricks currently? But either, I think he's yeah. Neither good. neither fit, neither fit the bill. Can I chime yeah. in with what he does bring, though? And it doesn't matter what grade he's playing. It's some of the best goal celebrations you've ever seen in your life. Because whether it's 2 o'clock oh. at Brindisi, 2 o'clock at Brindisi, or 9.20 at Marcelin, the celebrations are exactly the same. Yes. Well, we, unfortunately, we, we we probably do have a little bit of a soft spot for him. We, like, he's not he's not always, but he's when, come a long way. When he burned when he burned Corey Michaud in the goal square out at Collegians that day, he, I think he won the collective support of the Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now moving on, Jolly. So talk us through some of the better performed players throughout the year within the two uh, the three three side. Yeah, we, look we, as I said before, mate, we've had we've had plenty. 
um, th there's definitely lots to pick from. Um, probably my, without knowing any, uh, without knowing any best and fairest results or anything yet. Um, probably my tip might be someone like a Tom Wine, um, who's been in the club for for a long time, um, Tommy. But this year was sort of the first year that I'd seen him put um, put a full season together of, of senior footy, um, and he was excellent. Um, Osh Gribben, another one. Um, I knew he was a good cricketer. I didn't know he could play footy. I think it's been a while since he did, has played footy. Um, he's another one that's had a, a really, really strong year in, in a lot of different positions. Um, who else has been good? The the two boys down back, um, Maney and Carey, um, both played reserves grade footy early in the year, um, came back to us, and uh, they've been awesome for us all year and, and probably big reasons why uh, we're in the position that we're in at the moment. Um so they're probably four. The list could go on. There's been blokes, um, like we spoke about Nick Hendricks, blokes that have had standout games. Now, we talk about big celebrations with Nick Hendricks, so we've forgotten about one T. Gretsch. Oh. Oh. He, he celebrates when he takes a market and half back, T. Gretsch. It, it's, it's, it's very uh, Brian Taylor like that day. It was at Waverley Park where he was celebrating in the guy's face. Yeah. It's me, me, me about T. Gretch. But yeah. we spoke about Tommy a lot when I did my first one of these, Josh, and, and oh, I, I needed to apologise to him because I, I did slag on him a little bit. So I won't do that again tonight. But um, while we've had him, while his body's been all right, um, he, he's another one of those blokes that's a little bit too good for thirds grade, I think. Is he polling votes on BNF night, Joel? Tom Gretch? Yeah. None that I've put in. Um, None that you put in. <laughs> Other people do get the vote, but not one from me. Give us your three, two, one. Do you reckon he'll get the three, two, one? Um, look, well, the night, the last night we were allowed at the club um, when the threes boys played the twilight game after the seniors. Yeah. Um, Tom Wind actually bailed me up that night and said, "Look, I don't know if you know the winner, Smacky, but." I've got one hand on the BNF medal. I have to. So that, that's coming from Tom. Um, I, I do tend to agree with him. He should be pretty close. Um, now, I'm, uh, I'm currently having a look at the sporting polls. Yep. Joel. So Lockie Fry, Liam Carey, Grib, and Tom Wine have been named in the best four times. Yep. Brandon De Silva is three times, but his best footy would probably be the best out of the lot when he kicks six. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that. What game did he kick six in? He kicked six against Carey. Yeah, so he, he's able to do that. Um, but then uh, I'm sure you guys will recall when we the probably our highlight of the year when we played um, on Jane's match day um, and had a really good win against Old Melburnians. He was actually um, sort of felt out of the game just before half time um, or halfway through the second when we made our our famous Kano tool change forward um, and, and got Diz around the ball a bit more. So. He, he was able to, to kick six one week, um, but then was probably best on ground um, going into the midfield the week after. So uh, very versatile. Again, another one that needs to get his body right because uh, when he does, um, it'll be it'll be pretty good to see. Yes. Now, following on the theme, Matty, um, some of your better performed players that we, we know of one who is usually on this podcast that has a few internet problems uh, that's come a long way. And, yeah, take it, take it away. Yeah, Benny, I'm assuming you're talking about him. Uh, yeah, he's had outstanding um, year definitely when he came back. I think it was the confidence for him. You know, it's good he's not here. So I think when he came back at the twos, he, he was really confident in his ability and, you know, how he could play the game, how he wanted to play. Um, 
he was kind of the, the you know, he was bid down forward and then I'd throw him a little bit of speed, put him in the midfield. Um, then he got the uh, Griffin. You know, he's always just tough as nails with Barks. Um, Richo, remember Richo dominated for us very early on. So, um, and then I, he said, see you later. And <laughs> never saw him again. <laughs> yeah. um, Lockie, Lockie Willie, God's, you know, those first kind of four games before they said see you later and never coming back again. They they did extremely well. Um, and then, you know, we got oh, Dogger. He probably needs a big shout out. You know, he was our aim forward for a lot of the games and did um, extreme extremely well. And, you know, for someone that has a lot of experience as him as too, he was able to um, muster up the... Uh, the boys around him as well, getting them all involved. Um, who else have we got? Riz, you know, he, he had really consistent year. He'll yep. be right up there. Um, Ronan, Ronan Lads. Um, he'll be uh, he'll be hurt by the six game. I think it was the six games he played in the ones. Yeah. So yeah. On the- so probably how many games do we play? 10? 11, 11. 11 games. Um, so like yeah, probably half the games. But when he came in, he was you know a big in. It was yep. that an extra? Yeah, you only have the two. You only have the two guys play eleven games, which is interesting, isn't it? Like because those guys come up and down. Sammy yep. Barker played a few games in the ones. Benny Goodchild played four. Duff played four. Uh, Mitch Arthur played four. So there's a there's a fair list that have gone up and down. And we we're talking with Adrian last night. We think we might have had over thirty five or thirty six play senior footy with the ones. Yeah, so, it, yeah. it's tricky each week. The you know. Because also having the thirds do extremely well too, you know. Like Joel's saying, you've got to have a look at this bloke, you know, get him in the team. So I'm having both kind of ends. You know, I'm getting Adrian taking the the top, and I'm getting you know players coming in, which is great. That's what you want as a whole club. Um, but yeah, as a settled team, it was probably the only last couple of games where we were actually kind of settled. And I think yep. that's from all three all three teams. They didn't change very much. Um, and then like for us. You know, probably one one of the best wins was probably Carey, like our last win. You know, like yeah, absolutely. We, um, lost to him early on and then had a really good win later on. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't the question you asked, but definitely um, Connor Lads too probably needs a big mention. He's um, did outstanding throughout the year, kind of that versatile ruck forward. Up and down the wing, he wouldn't stop running all day, so he did well. But long story short, we have a um, a large sum invested into Sam Barker to win the BNF, and I think he'll have to be close to wrapping it up, won't he? He's got to be. He's got to. Yeah, the games that he played, like his, he can absolutely dominate the game. So something that might get him is he could be like a Lockie Willie and God's the early on days taking his votes. Mm. Could be. Benny Goodchild, like Benny played some mm. big games as well. Um, well Benny's Benny's invested three thousand of the uh of the footy trip money into Sam Barker, so he better not take it off him. Oh well that that yeah, who knows with that one, but it's um Jared Memory as well when he, you know, finally decided to come to training and start rocking up he's it was a very consistent, you know, off the half back there. And then, as you were saying, Joel, you got the uh, Maney and Carey. Like, they were – that was really solid players. And then we just had 
like the back, you know, from the ones, Duff came down. Um, <laughs> Duff, Duff, we've lost, we've lost, we've lost, lost Josh. <laughs> we've lost Josh. Take control, Paul. Is, we're down to one. What are we doing, John? No, he's back. Jared Waitley's back. Now, uh, hopefully, that hasn't uh, affected our recording at all. So this will be oh. this, this. This could be very interesting as we go. But uh, I'm going to assume that I uh, didn't miss. I missed a fair bit. And so, just refresh me. Where did we get up to? We we're talking about how Benny Goodchild put all the footy trip money into um, Sam Barker. Barker winning the DNF, but he actually might take votes off him. Well, that's that's a that's a given, and we sort of spoke about this. We, we spoke about this a little bit uh, last night. So Benny would be uh, Benny would be up there for sure. But Sam Barker, uh, what did Sam Barker have? Thirty five and kick four one day. What was the? That was a, that was a three and three goals three in the last game. Yeah, so that's a that's a handy day out now. Now, Matt, I'm putting it out there. If <laughs> he said he had thirty three on well, against Casey Carey. Carey, yeah. Sam counted, I think. <laughs> I so, don't. Think, I, I know he kicked three. You, you're saying there's a little bit of mayonnaise on this story, man. I think he's added a bit of mayo on there. Yeah, right. So oh, we love it. We love him for it. We love him for it. It's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So my opinion. My opinion is God's will win it. <laughs> well, off three games, just what's that? 50, uh, Fifty-four votes, and he doesn't get caught down. It uh, doesn't get run down. Correct. Yeah. Now. Now, Joel, obviously uh, a little bit disappointing with uh, COVID being around and being off again because we're we're assuming you're playing finals. Now, obviously the ones and twos have missed out on the basis of both finishing fifth. Um, talk to us. Excited. Uh, you got good form leading into Old Melbournians. As you said, we, we, we managed to knock them off on, um, on Jane's match. Uh, so, yeah, talk us through this, the whole uh, situation here. Yep. So we finished fourth. Um which obviously gets us a date with Melbourneians again. Um, we were hoping that we'd be able to pinch in the last round that we did play, um, pinch that that third spot to get us a home final, um, but wasn't the case. I think uh, without accusing anyone of anything, I think Melbourneians might have done a couple of dodgies with their their other third side um, to strengthen that side up. Um, so is that so? Is this their fourth, or have they got one below them? Uh, they've got a fourth, I believe. So we're yeah. playing their fourths. Um, but obviously the, the other thirds in the thirds competition can drop them down in the last round, which is fine. It's all in the rules. A um, little bit frustrating for us, but we'll play them anywhere. Um, as I said, we've played them once, beaten them once um, with, with a couple of couple of nice additions to that side that uh, that did play them last time. Um, our Squid Fryer, Lockie Fryer, um, one that didn't play um, and probably one that I failed to mention before when we're talking about BNFs and that sort of thing. Um, I don't imagine Squiddy would be too far away there either. Yep. I see there's uh, been a long campaign for the uh, the Threes boys, Joel. Um, who do you see being the Mr. September or Mr. October? Who's going to um, hold you guys up throughout the finals campaign? Uh, I hate to say it, but it, it could be someone like... Um, we were a bit worried. If we played finals when finals were meant to happen... Um, Grecky hadn't played the last probably five or six rounds, um, including I don't think he played Jane's match against Old Melbournians. So he's another one that comes into that side. And look, if we play him, um, if we play him up forward, he, he could be that guy on a big Elswick Park deck um, that, that could be the difference. Big crowd in a final. It, it, or we need a big crowd. 
It, mind you, Maddie, if there's no crowd, he'll still be celebrating like he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he'll let the Melburnians uh, players know about it. And we, we love Gretsch. But he, he could be that guy that um, that wins us the game of footy. Um, so we can pot him, pot him all we like. Um, but at that level, as I said before, he, uh, he can definitely turn it on. The other one's probably um, his good mate, uh, Kano Tool. Um, and as I said, he turned it on, um, kick five or six against Melbournians last time. So I'm sure he'll probably get their best defender um, when, when that time comes. But um, that could open it up for a few other boys, which is exciting. I think also Harry Smythe has referred to himself as Mr. September on many occasions. Um, is he any chance of getting himself off his uh, deathbed and getting off the canvas to play a final. Well, Harry Harry might be Mr. September, um, but, but but his ankles let him down time and time again. I think we're up to, if we've played 11 games, I think eight of them he've told, he's told me he's good to go on Thursday night and uh, gone out to train and three minutes later comes back in and goes, nah, I'm no good. Um, so he can call himself that if he likes, but until he proves it to me that he can actually get out on the park, um, no, nah, I don't believe you, Harry. Sorry, mate. Now, um, obviously, we, we, we spoke about this part of, of uh, the podcast last time in the last bit. Now, uh, if if Joel and uh, Matt and uh, was, if Pete Davis or Paul, Paul O'Toole was to come out to the Vaffer and say that you're, you're, you have the full support of the board heading into 2023, would you be worried that your job is on the line? Oh, I'd be worried about what's wrong with 2022. That's what I was going for. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> We're out for a year, Matty. We're done. Uh, that's it. Does, does, uh, does Pete know something we don't know? Yeah, uh, must do. Between him and Dan Andrews, you, you know, we might never know. We could. We might not, never be out of lockdown. That's right. Cool. Sorry, so, continue on. So uh, obviously, David Teague. What are, what are our thoughts on the on the movement so far of, uh, of what's going on in that at Carlton? Yeah, I reckon it's pretty stiff, to be honest. So actually, I, my wife Steph told me she goes it's a bit stiff with um what he's going through because he's won the most games since um Malthouse. Yeah, back in Malthouse days. So one year and he's out. Yeah, I yep. also saw um uh, I also saw that in their first two years or whatever it is, he's won more games than Hardwick and more games than Clarkson. Um. So it's know, a it's, it's a bad comparison though. You look you've got to look at the the lists that. That Teague has. He's got Cripps, who's an out and out superstar. You've got Walsh, who's becoming an out and out superstar. And the guys that Clarkson had probably only had Hodge and Mitchell that were in their prime, and the rest were approaching their prime. Yeah, but you also look at you, you've had two COVID years um, full of hubs, travel, games not where you're expecting them, um, you know, on the run pretty much, seasons planned. Um, you know, I, I, if you go Moldhouse, Bolton, and now Teague. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I think there's be something wrong. Yeah, there's bigger issues than just the head coach at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, well, there's a bit of pressure for if it is Ross Linus or he's a dollar thirty or something on sports bet, and they're normally got a pretty good range on who's who's stepping in. Um, well, realistically, Luke, Luke Sayers basically admitted that he's getting the job because they didn't they were spending too much time on offense rather than defense today in the press conference. So that would be interesting. Uh, but, again, moving on, Joel, hot tip for the Austra- uh, All-Australian? Uh, I said it before off air, but um, when the the midfield of Stringer, P- 
Parrish and Merritt's announced, don't be too surprised. Um, besides that, I couldn't care less, Josh, to be honest. Uh, all right, we'll go a controversial one with the big Melbourne supporter in the top right corner of my screen. Um, you've got the option between Nick, Nat and Gorn. Who are you picking? Gorn, every day of the week. Yeah, obviously, we, we, we can see that, mate. Well, why would you take Nick Nat? I think he's better out now. He's, he's probably had a better, better year as a genuine ruckman. A slow, lumbering ruckman that just waddles around the ground all day. Are we talking about Max Gorn? Pulp sounds, uh, we'll like, take... sounds like Riley O'Brien's notes in his phone from last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Melbourne have just got the back pocket and full back in the All-Australian, so we're going pretty well at this point. Who's in there? Salem? No, no comments. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to address that? Or No, Jake Lever, Stephen <laughs> Mayer, the back pocket and full back. Did, uh, has Jake Lever played a lot of time in the back pocket this year, has he? Uh, yeah, he plays down back line, I reckon, Josh. It's just a back six now. Driving <laughs> back six. I don't have possessions. Well, possessions? Back I mean positions. <laughs> you've, you've played down the back line. doesn't mean you actually played there. Mate, defence is a thing that goes around the ground, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, that's true. We all walk down to the back six, and then I wouldn't see Josh for the next 90 minutes. Joel McKee played full back uh, in the, under Russell Barnes, and I don't think he actually went near a player for two seasons. I was there to kick the ball in, Josh. That's it. I was there to kick in. Now, uh, Benny Goodchild, is, uh, he's come up with his, his bet for the day. He's, it's a it's multi. Oh, it's not even a multi this week, boys. He's going one out. He's, he's going one out. He's going. Is, is that where we're at with Benny's multi? <laughs> his his Wi-Fi has dropped out. Yeah. So it's Doombin race number seven, number one, and he said he's got, got the he's got the Parkdale house on it, and you know how much that Parkdale house is worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one alligator blood is racing on the weekend, so that's genuine though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might have to might have to uh, chuck some uh, footy trip money on. And uh, if you had, did you guys make it all the way through the podcast last night? Or have you not? Did you not give it a listen, Joel? Uh, no, I'm done. I've I've listened. So, what what are your thoughts on the potential footy trip news? What news? Yes, yeah, you didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done most. That's exactly what I tell my kids. Did you see the pre-recorded? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what did I do in the middle of it? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> No, I have listened to the majority. Um, what? To, just remind me. <laughs> just remind me. Been a busy day out there. So, so obviously, there's. Uh, it's a air chat, Josh, isn't it? Oh, we're just trying to create some discussion amongst the playing group. Obviously, no one else has uh, noticed it because no one's uh, brought it up in the group. Uh, we might yeah, be going. Tasmania might no longer be a viable option, so we might have to. Do a golf day down the coast, then uh, head over to Sereno Hotel. After Sereno Hotel, we get a bus back on the Saturday, Caulfield Cup, Marquee, then the world is our oyster. Oh. I heard the senior coach has a nice little place out that way too. Might... He's he's very interested in the Caulfield Cup and the Friday scenario. Oh boy. I'm thinking, like, where are we staying? Uh, BYO accommodation. I like it. I like it. Well, I actually sure, had a... Uh... It's got a nice backyard there we can all... Sure, sure, he'll allow that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he'd love it. I'm sure his his uh his wife would be very happy to have thirty blokes rock in and sleep in the backyard. Uh, boys, uh, we don't want to keep Pulf too much longer. He's very he's eagerly awaiting his back six into midfield combination of Stringer, Parish, and Merritt. Thanks for joining, Matt, Joel. 
look forward to seeing you playing some finals, Joe, in a couple of weeks' time. Matt, we look forward to seeing you day one pre-season slash footy trip. Thanks a lot for joining. No worries. Thanks, guys. Go the Bombers. Go the Bombers. Is someone else someone else's host, so someone's gonna to have to <laughs> Who's end the video. Oh no, I can. Yeah. You got it?